0: that's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes now on to today's episode so have you ever just felt completely stuck in your jazz playing like you know you spend time in the practice room but you just don't feel like you're getting the results that you wanted and you know you might be going around in circles and you know, practicing the same stuff over and over again, but just in the wrong way. And you want to be a better jazz player. I mean, you want to be playing music at the top of your abilities because that's what gives you joy and excitement. Well, if that's you, then okay. hold on. Hold on one second. This, it, okay. All right. We, we got we to gotta stop this. this. This is super lame. Okay. But seriously, I'm going to help you with all this stuff. We're going to talk about that day in today's episode. But first, let us let's cue the real music. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right. All right. So I was just having a little bit of fun with that uh, intro music here. So please forgive me. But hey, if you don't know who I am, my name is Brent. I am the jazz musician behind the website LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog and a podcast and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. And and seriously, today I'm going to talk about how you can achieve great results in your jazz playing. I'm going to be talking about five powerful results that can come from focused Goal oriented jazz practicing. And at the end of the day, this is what I'm really, really passionate about in teaching. Uh, in general, not just on Learn Jazz Standards, but with my, my students and my courses uh, and even my personal students, my private students, because at the end of the day, you know, I could teach a bunch of tricks and things to do, but really, I think my responsibility as a teacher is to tell you how to practice, what to practice, and how to do it in a way that accelerates your jazz skills, you know? So it doesn't take you forever to get the results you need, but to help you achieve those results. And so that's what this episode is going to be about today. Now, over the next handful of episodes, we are going to be focusing on this kind of practicing because in August of 2018, I'm going to be relaunching my jazz practicing course called 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing. It's, it was used to be called 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing, um, but we Right now, you cannot access this course. We have closed it down uh, to the public. The current students are still in there and they're they gonna be hearing from me, so no worries on that. And But right now, we are reworking some parts of the course. We are improving some parts of the course. We are uh, adding different learning paths, adding more resources, because I am dedicated to making this course the best it can possibly be for the current students and for those who will be taking this course in the future. And I'm so excited about this because like like I said this is this is some of the most important stuff to me and it's one of the, my favorite things that we do here at learnjazzstandards.com so really excited about this launch now also with this launch uh, in order to get into this course from now on we are offering uh, a free a free course a free mini course called accelerate your jazz skills 3 steps towards jazz improv freedom and to if you're interested in 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, which I'll be talking about it, and even if you just want to get into this free course, I want you to go to 30 Steps to Better Jazz 30 Steps to Better Jazz com, Or if, that's, uh, if you want to go another way, LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash 30 steps. That will uh, get you so you can sign up for the waiting list for this course, and you'll also be receiving that Accelerate Your Jazz Skills free mini course uh in early august before the 30 steps launch okay so i'm going to be talking a lot more about this course but uh i want to start by just uh going into this episode of these five powerful results that can come from focused goal oriented jazz practicing without further ado let's jump right into it So I think it's more than appropriate before I start telling you these five powerful results that come from focus, goal-oriented jazz practicing. Uh, I think it's important to tell my story uh, because my story is important to, well, not only how this course came to be, but how I, how I discovered how to practice this way, this way that gets these fast results. And so it's important that I that you understand that and maybe you've heard the story before if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time but uh, let me just go over it in further detail here. You know, I discovered jazz when I was around 18 years old. I guess that was my senior year of high school and it's not that I wasn't exposed to it before. Of course I had heard it, but it was a matter of me really getting into it at that point in time. And you know, I grew up in the state of Idaho in the city of Boise, the capital. And you know, there is music around there, but there's not a lot of jazz music, or at least at the time, there wasn't. But I just happened to have a friend who was getting involved with a local teacher. Uh, His name is Justin Nielsen. I interviewed him in episode 100 of this podcast, if you want to check that out. But uh, my friend introduced me to Justin Nielsen, who was kind of like this up-and-coming jazz guru, for lack of a better word, a teacher who had a small following of students, and, you know, he was doing all the right stuff for his students, having them work on all the right stuff. And as a result, he had a really talented bunch of students. And I was lucky to start getting involved in a school that he was starting uh, during my senior year of high school. It was a private arts school. We were meeting in these little, you know, trailers because the school wasn't really even established. And essentially what it was is, you know, you they had all the core classes that you needed to take, you know, to get your high school diploma and all that stuff. But. During the afternoon, you were studying one-on-one. You had combo classes. You had uh, practice time. All these really unique, uh, unique uh, things going on. That you know, really a unique opportunity. So, needless to say, I jumped on full board. Just you know, halftime going to my public school and halftime going to this art school in the afternoon. And it was a great opportunity. And being around all these students and this teacher, like this small pocket it really got me excited about jazz. I started getting the fever and I started getting it really hard and I started practicing like crazy and I was especially influenced to to practice because I felt so behind the eight ball. You know, whenever I would go to the jam sessions that we would have once a week, you know, I was trying to pull out my old stuff that I had before. But some of my friends were just blowing over bebop changes and all kinds of stuff. You know, as if they've been doing it for a long time. And for me, this was new, and I felt like I was constantly trying to get my head above the water. You know, I mean, maybe you felt that way before, and that's certainly where I was at that time. And so I would spend lots of hours in the practice room, but you know, at least in my social circles, you know, we were, we were seniors in high school and everybody's getting ready to go to college. And it was at that time where I was just like, wow, I really want to pursue jazz music and I want to pursue a career of some sort in this music. And so I started applying to all these colleges that had these awesome jazz programs. And, you know, needless to say, I made into all these programs, but here's the thing, I didn't get a dime a dime in scholarship money and if you know anything about these kinds of schools they usually cost a decent amount of money and I didn't have that money you know I I just didn't have that money to go to these schools basically what they were saying they are saying hey Brent we'll take your money but you know what you're not really talented enough for us to really invest anything into you. And so therefore that kind of meant for me I, I had nothing. You know, and I I really didn't want to go to just any old state school that that was around me that just didn't have a jazz program. I mean, this is what I wanted to do. So I felt stuck. All of my friends were moving on and I didn't have anywhere to go. But my teacher said to me, Hey Brent. Listen, you know, I have an idea. I had another friend who was in a similar situation and he said, "I what I want to do for both of you is I want for you guys to stay behind for an entire year. You're not going to go to college, and what I want you to do is I want you to study with me. We're going to have an intense practice program. You're going to practice every single day. You're going to play a weekly gig at this venue we had been playing at and, you know, you're going to do all this stuff and I'm going to set up for you a focused, goal-oriented practice routine that at the end of this year, you have will have achieved uh, these extraordinary results. You know uh, This particular program was really intense. It was We were going to learn like 100 tunes by the end of the year, transcribe 32 so- bars of a solo every single week. This is a really intense program, one I would not recommend for almost anybody. But needless to say, that's what happened. And so, I didn't have much of a choice. And I said, sure. I mean, that's the best option I have right now, Because then I can, you know, reapply to these schools and see if I can't get some scholarship money. And that's what I did. And my friends, that was some of the best, that was the best decision I've ever made for my musical career because it wasn't only that, yes, I had all this time to practice and save up money and do all this stuff, but during that year, I learned. How to practice uh, in the right way with a focused, goal-oriented way of practicing, but not only that, to practice the right things that were going to accelerate my jazz skills. And that year was like a jump start to my jazz skills. And, you know, of course, the story moves on. The happy ending is, yes... I ended up reapplying to schools. Yes, they ended up throwing money at me. Uh, I ended up going to a school in Seattle for a while before moving to New York. I got my bachelor's degree in New York. Now I have published music books. Now I have uh, internationally renowned jazz education website, and I play uh, gigs around the New York City area. I'm I'm living my dream, and I'm really excited about that. And no matter where you are, uh, whether you are just a hobbyist, which I know many of you who listen to this podcast are. Whether you are a student like me uh, who can relate to my story and uh, have similar aspirations, the point is: is if we learn how to practice this way and practice the right things, it can make monumental changes in our jazz playing. And we don't need to do these crazy, uh, crazy programs like I did, but we can scale all of that back. And so, I want to talk. I want to talk about those things that I learned during that year. Those things that I that the results that I gained from this focused, goal-oriented jazz practicing. Now, just to give you a little preview of what's going to happen, I'm going to be talking about this in this episode, and then next week, I'm going to be talking about the big three, the three things that you need to be practicing in order to become a better jazz musician. And if you focus on these three things, it's going to accelerate your jazz playing. It just will. But I want to start with the first things first, because I need—I want you to understand that, you know. Having focused and goal-oriented jazz practice sessions will will be a game changer for your jazz playing. So let's talk about these powerful results. Let's start with number one. The first powerful result that comes from this kind of practicing is you will improve faster. You will improve faster if you have an action plan and a goal-oriented jazz practicing action plan in place you will improve faster than if you didn't have one in place. And this is exactly what I experienced in that year. Now, have you ever been sitting in your practice room and you're noodling? You might be practicing one thing one day and the next day you're practicing something completely irrelevant to that. I I know I certainly have. And that stuff just simply will not make you go quicker will not help you learn quicker and we know that this is true we know this is not just in music anything in life if you want to get results right you have to have a plan you have to have a goal set up and you have to have focus you need that path. You need someone showing you where to go, and then you need to execute on that in order to get there quicker. And we all want to become better musicians quicker. I remember laying in bed in my dorm room during college, looking up and just thinking, man, I just want to get better faster. You know, I was hungry to become a better musician, and I know you are too. We all want to become great jazz musicians faster, right? Or any kind of musician. We just want we want to be better musicians because we're passionate about it, right? We dream of getting up there on the stage and just absolutely killing it right in our jazz solos and whatever it is that we're doing right we want to get there faster and if we have this kind of practicing in place we will get there faster and in fact most of these five powerful results I'm going to be talking about today have something to do with getting us quicker results right that that's what we want that's what we need so number one is you will get there faster you will improve faster now number two is you're going to discover your weaknesses. If you have this focus-oriented jazz practicing going on, you're going to discover your weaknesses. Now, that might sound negative to you, like, oh, I've my discover my weaknesses. I don't want to discover my weaknesses. I don't want to feel bad about my playing. But my friends, if we want to improve, we have to discover our Achilles heel, right? Like we have to identify those points in our playing that just aren't cutting it. We, we have to be recording ourselves, right? And listen back and be like, hey, I'm rushing or, hey, I'm really not making the changes or man, I clearly did not know the melody to that song because I'm fudging all the wrong notes, right? I'm just messing it up like crazy. Like we have to be able to identify what we're not doing right. Or, hey, my phrases are really choppy. Like I need to work on playing longer phrases, I mean, we need to be able to identify these things in order to improve. And if you are practicing in such a way that you have a a determined result that you want at the very end, and you're working towards that with a plan, then you're going to discover along the way that there is something stopping you from getting to your ultimate goal, your master goal. There's something stopping you from getting there, and you're going to discover those things a lot faster than if you were just noodling around, you know, not really sure where you were going, not really have an action plan to get results for your playing. We need to discover our weaknesses because in our weaknesses, we have the opportunity to improve. And sometimes even the smallest weakness or the smallest thing in our playing can be throwing everything off balance, right? Let's just say you you, you really have a problem with rushing, right? If you're just constantly rushing everything, it's it's throwing off everything from sounding right right we need to fix that we need to identify those things okay so the the second powerful result that comes from focus-goal oriented jazz practicing is you're going to discover your weaknesses and that is a great great thing Okay, now the third powerful result is you are going to eliminate distractions. Now, this is a huge one. This is a huge one that gets in our way from improving quickly. I'm gonna go back to that noodling thing I keep talking about, you know, because we can all relate to that. We can all relate to just being in the practice room and and really just, you know, ending the session, not even knowing what we were doing because, you know, we were just noodling around on some song and then we got distracted and we moved on to something else. And then the next day we start working on this lick, but then the next day we're starting to work on this song. And then I mean, there's nothing that really connects the two together. Or maybe you're working on a technical exercise, but then, you know, you never come back to that. You never nurture that. You never uh, do anything to build off of that. Well, that, that's just distraction, right? We're constantly getting distracted by the next shiny thing. You go onto YouTube. I mean, man, YouTube, the internet is amazing because you have so many answers to questions. I mean, that's what I actually do. I mean, I make podcast episodes. I make blog posts. I make videos telling people how to play jazz music and do it better, okay? But the problem with this too, there's there's there's, there's always a, a con, and that is, is that is that There's just a big cluster of stuff out there. And what do you do with that, right? You might get onto YouTube and all of a sudden you're working on some cool exercise that you just learned. And then all of a sudden, 15 minutes later, you're working on this really you know, glitzy little technique that someone's showing you. I mean, there is so many distractions out there, right? But if you have this focused, goal-oriented practice plan, right, if you have that in place... You're not gonna get so easily distracted. You're gonna know what you're working towards and you're gonna have something to practice today and you're gonna have something to practice tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. But all of those practice sessions are going to be related. That's exactly uh, what I teach, okay? All of them are going to be building off of each other in very logical progressions so that we can get from having nothing to having that goal That We want to achieve. So number three is you're going to eliminate distractions. Number four is you're going to break free from musical plateaus break free from musical plateaus. Now we can also all relate to this and this happens to everybody, right? This always happens to everybody. We get to this certain point in our playing and all of a sudden we just feel like we're not improving. And it could be for all the other reasons I talked about, right? Not having that plan in place, you know, getting distracted by, by the next shiny object out there. But if we want to break free from our plateaus, we need a plan to start climbing up that next mountain, right? We need a plan to start climbing up that next mountain. We can't just stay wandering the desert for forever. I mean, that's what kind of sucks the joy out of, of music out of us, right? When we just when we just feel like we're wandering and we're not improving at all. I know I've been in those places, those, those musical droughts, where I just feel like I'm not getting any better and I'm tired of hearing myself play the same stuff over and over again, and every time I get up to play, I'm not saying anything new. I'm just stuck in the same spot. And my friends, we don't want to be there, right? We want to break free from these musical plateaus. We want to be the best musicians possible because that is what you know. We have this as human beings. We have this unending desire for progression, right? We always want to be improving. And if music is your passion, if you love jazz music like I do, then that's what you want to do. You always want to be improving as a musician. Um, And when you get those musical highs, it reminds you of why you want to do that, right? We've all had those times. So it's going to help us break free from these musical plateaus because, again, we have this action plan put in place that has this focused, goal-oriented approach to it. It's gonna help us get to those goals and it's gonna help us break free rather than just wandering and wandering around, okay? We're gonna break free from musical plateaus. Now, number five, the fifth powerful reason, the powerful result rather, is you're you're going to start loving your playing, right? You're gonna start loving it because no one wants to be stuck in a plateau, right? No one wants to just be stuck wandering forever, you want to love your playing, and I find that most of the time when I don't love my playing, it's because I feel like I'm going nowhere. I don't feel like I'm improving. I don't feel like I'm putting in the effort to improve or I feel like I'm trying really hard, right? Sometimes we feel like we're trying really hard. I've spent five hours practicing today. I did this. I did that. I've I've been listening to jazz. I've been listening to all this stuff, but I don't feel like I'm moving forward, right? That's so frustrating, isn't it, when we're not improving? But oftentimes, we're, we could practice for five hours, but that five hours could be a complete waste of time if we're not doing so, in a focused, goal-oriented way. If the practice session before had nothing to do with the five-hour practice session you're doing today, and tomorrow's practice session is gonna have nothing to do with that, and so on and so forth, you're gonna continually be putting in a ton of effort to get little results. And no one wants to do that, right? We don't have enough time. We only have one life to live here. And you know, a lot of us, we have jobs, right? I mean, you don't play music full-time. Music is your hobby. You love playing music. It's something that you do for fun. So every single moment that you have in the practice room, you want to be maximizing your results. You want to be getting the maximum amount of results that you can possibly get out of a 30-minute, 45-minute, one-hour practice session, whatever it is. We don't want to be wasting our time. So oftentimes when we're wasting our time, where we're stuck on a plateau, we're distracted, when we're not making improvement even though we're trying really hard, we stop loving our playing and when we start improving and we will improve if we have these kinds of practice sessions put in place we have a practice plan put in place you're going to start loving your playing and i guarantee that will happen for you it's happened for me many many times and i'm sure you've experienced moments like this already okay so let me quickly just recap these five powerful results that come from focused goal oriented jazz practicing number 1 you're going to improve faster without a shadow of a doubt number 2 you're going to discover your weaknesses, and that's only a good thing because it's going to help us improve. Number three is you're going to eliminate distractions, right? You already have the plan in place. You can push aside all that other shiny stuff that's trying to buy, buy for your attention. Number four is you're going to break free from musical plateaus. No more wandering in the desert, it's time to climb the next mountain. Number five, you're going to start loving your playing because when you improve, when you feel like you're making real progress and not wasting your time, you start loving what you're playing and everybody knows we're in this music. We do this music thing because of those moments where we're on that musical mountaintop and just feeling like we're making huge results, okay? So I want you to understand that this is worth investing in. It's worth figuring out how to do that. And the first real step, by the way, to doing this is to establish a master goal. Now, I've talked about master goals before on this podcast. These are our huge overarching goals that we have for our jazz playing. Like These are the things that are... It's not about like, oh, I want to learn 50 tunes, right? That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a transformation. We need to establish... A real transformation in our jazz playing. So, uh, a great transformation, this is maybe for someone who's new to jazz, could be I want to go to my local jam session and be able to play three songs, you know, sit in and, and play some songs. Maybe that's a huge hurdle for you, but that's a transformation. That's going from, hey, I can't do that and I really want to do that to now I can do that right? That's a master goal. Or maybe it, it, for you, like here's a great one for maybe someone who's a little bit more advanced. The master goal could be, I want to walk into any gig sesh, uh, situation um, and you know, no matter if I haven't seen the music before or not, I feel 100% confident that I'm going to nail it, right? That's a big overarching goal, a transformation. And I think that we need to start there. We need to start with this big sky high master goal, Because at least we then can know what we're shooting for. Now, we need to break it down further from there, and I'm going to be talking about that. But once we at least have established that, we are now prepared to move forward to start making a plan. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to write down on a piece of paper what is your master goal? What is your overarching master goal, your overarching goal for your playing? Now, this to some people might seem a little cheesy. I, that's lame. I don't want to do that. It's just as lame as that intro music you played at the beginning of this episode. Look, I know, but this is really important stuff to establish for yourself, Where do you want to be? You're thinking in your head. You might as well just get it on a piece of paper so that you know where you want to be. Doesn't matter what it is. Just have it somewhere where you can see it. At least keep it until the next episode. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about the big three, those big three things that we all need to be working on, these categories, that if you're working on these things, it will almost, I almost guarantee it will help you get to your master goal. As far as jazz performance goes, it will get you to your your jazz performance master goal if you work on these three things. I mean, oftentimes we get overwhelmed, we get bogged down, but if we can just boil things down to make things simpler and we know we just need to work in these three categories, it can make everything so much simpler. Because part of this whole thing is we have to have our master goal, then we have to know what we should be practicing, and, and that's the big three And then we need to have an action plan. We need to have an action plan for how to actually accomplish that stuff, okay? So the five powerful results that come from Focus, oriented Jazz Practicing. I hope you're getting excited about this. I know that I am, and I'm excited to talk a lot more about all of this stuff with you. All right. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to be excited to continue on this conversation, talk about the big three in the next episode. But if you are interested in the 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course, I want you to sign up because I'm also going to be giving you the, the Accelerate Your Jazz Skills mini course, which is now a requirement you get into this course because I not only do I want to just give you uh, value, whether you decide to sign up for the course or not. For for me, it's not as important as just making sure that you've learned this stuff. It also does set you up to move into that course uh, so I can help you further. So that's going to be a requirement. So if you want to get signed up for any of that, you have to go to thirty steps to better Jazz and sign up for the waiting list there. And I'm going to be sending Accelerate Your Jazz Skills uh, in early August. And then we will be launching uh, Thirty Steps to Better Jazz Playing on August 5th. But you can only get access to that course if you are signed up there. So thirty steps to better jazzplaying.com or you can also find it at learn forward slash three zero steps, thirty steps. All right. Now, as I always ask, if you got some value at today's podcast episode, make sure you go to iTunes or your favorite podcast listening service. Leave a kind rating and review. It just helps other people find this show and uh, it's a great free way to give back. So thanks so much in advance for doing that. All right. Looking forward to talking about the big three things that you need to be practicing in order to improve your jazz playing in next episode. I'll see you back then.